You're listening to the best of this is Arabella while she is on a week of spiritual maintenance for herself. Thank you for being here, subscribing, commenting, and never fear. She'll be back next week with all new morning episodes. And now a message from our sponsor. Hello, welcome. This is Arabella and my very first podcast. What the topic will be, we shall see. I am a psychic medium, Reiki master, interfaith minister, and I am lounging today deliciously on this Thursday afternoon. And I suppose I'm to share that because life can really be lived in a state of happiness and bliss. And I see so many around me struggling right now. And I too have struggled, certainly, um, (laughs) for many years. And I am on the flip side, the delicious side, the heaven on earth side of coming out of the dark night of the soul in November. And I had been in it for quite a few years. And when you are in the midst of living in the darkness, it can feel like you're never going to come out of it. So I've been divinely guided to create a podcast as another way to share my spiritual journey with you. And the point of sharing my spiritual journey with you is twofold. One is that It's healing for the person that is sharing, which would be me, in that I can see how far I have come, that I have a new appreciation for everything that I have learned, unveiled, discovered, transmuted. And more importantly, is that from sharing my journey I know that these words will fall upon the ears of those that need to hear things which will reassure them that they're doing okay, that they're not alone, that possibly what they're going through is quote-unquote normal when you are in full-blown spiritual ascension. So hi, we got three minutes recorded. What should we delve into? Well, let me channel. What would, what would the universe like to share? Oh, they want me to explore more with you in this first episode. 
the word delicious. Let's start there, which might seem kind of silly, but I'm a recovering food addict. If you're not familiar with food addiction, it's very similar to being an alcoholic, being addicted to sex, being addicted to gambling. It's a compulsion within. So when I was in full-blown food addiction, um, I particularly was addicted to sugar, carbohydrates. Um, which is very common. However, so much so that, um, I was telling someone we were talking about, um, like soft drinks and so many of us are addicted to them. And there are these useless calories in every can of Coca-Cola. And at one time, I actually drank like four liters of Mountain Dew a day. That was probably at the height of my addiction. And so a lot of people that do not understand food addiction, which is interesting that they don't understand it because pretty much everybody has addiction to something. So the mind, here's the confessions of the fat girl for you. My mind would be in a state of, when am I going to get my next meal? When am I going to get my next fix? When am I going to get to eat again? So a real world example would be, I would eat a meal knowing that I'm going to have to drive an hour to the nearest grocery store because I used to live in this little tiny beach town and we would have to drive a minimum of an hour to be able to pick up quote unquote supplies so we would have enough, enough food for a few weeks in the house. And by the time an hour had gone by, the whole time I'm driving there, it's like I'm thinking to myself, well, I sure hope my husband is going to want to stop again because maybe we could get some food because I need some food. I'm going to need food because we're going for a whole hour away. And like this compulsive, obsessive thinking about when am I going to get my next fix? So if you talk to an alcoholic and they will actually admit the thought process that's going on for them, it's very similar. So to any of you all, <laughs> y'all, yeah, um, any of you that look at a fat person and ever think, hey, why don't you just walk some more, you know, you need to get out and exercise, or um, you, you need to do this, you need to do that, like you just need to not eat so much. You're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> You are talking to an addict there more likely than not. Now, I will say, I also have a thyroid condition. Many of us have, and I also have like a ancestral line of women being obese in my family. From the spiritual perspective, I get to 
bust a fucking move on that thought process. I get to change the ancestral thought of I'm a woman, I'm on I'm in the Anderson family, so I'm gonna be fat. And we can actually do that with our conscious thinking. Um I've had a lot of fucking battles with quote unquote God. I kind of use God and and universe. I interchange the two words. For me, it's just the all-encompassing energy. I'm not real fixated on a specific word. It's just the all. So I've been very angry at the all as the fat girl. Because why do I have to experience this? Like, I have healed people that were dying of cancer. I have healed people that have had chronic, lifelong diseases. I have healed people which has resulted in them losing over 100 pounds. I have healed myself and lost over 100 pounds. I have healed myself from chronic pain where I had to use a walker to get around my house practically or a cane or whatever hobbling around I have healed myself so I've been very angry and I want you to know it's okay to go through a state of anger a state of frustration where I'm at in this moment is the self-discovery that Everything I've ever overcome, everything I have experienced, everything, situation, every person has brought me to this moment of now where I am at a place I get to share my experience. I get to confess my sins in front of the world, whether it is on Facebook, in a podcast, on video. Because now I have a deeper, heartfelt empathy of, um, it's kind of a being able to walk in another person's shoes. Not that I'm ever that person, but it helps me be more in tune with the one that we all are. There are common chords, there are common threads, however you would like to word that. There's a commonality between all of us. I really believe that. Every person I take the time to talk to, there is always something in them that resonates with me that I have experienced on some level. So instead of being fucking pissed off at the universe, like I have been, and many of us have been, Whether it is about finances, health, what our body looks like, about someone being taken away from us, whether it's um, they chose suicide maybe, or they died too young. We deem it they have died too young. Or um, they have selected someone other than us to live their life with. Any sort of abandonment or rejection. I have gotten to a place, this fat girl has gotten to a place of 
embracing more and more that everything is the way it is supposed to be because I have been sent here to do a job and what I mean by that is I have a knowingness that I signed up for certain things to experience before I came to earth. I signed up to have the specific family so that I could learn from them, so that I could what I call transmute transmute all the bullshit patterning and the conditions that my family and friends in the world have placed upon me. And by doing so, I can help other people on their journey. I have also often been pissed off at the universe by the fact I'm in my 50s. I'm going to be at B54 this weekend, actually. And uh, my mother's birthday would have been yesterday. My, my dad, who just passed away, his birthday would have been today. I've been pissed off that, like, I've had some successes in this life, but why, like, am I a slow learner? Like, is there something wrong with me? Am I doing something wrong? And maybe I'm sharing this because there's probably other people out there. It's like, you know, what am I doing wrong? We're not doing anything wrong. I want you to know that. The universe would like you to know that. You're not doing anything wrong. It's just not your time. And when it's your time, it's your time. It just kind of every fucking thing lines up. The perfect people come into your life. The perfect situations come into your life. And I'm fully knowing that I had to go through everything I have been through. And I have been through some fucking hell on earth. Like it felt that way. In retrospect, I can see it now more as, oh, maybe I was creating some of my own chaos. But again, I needed to have those situations happen so that I could have that realization. Because what, you know, (laughs) the word quote unquote spirituality has, has become an N word, which irritates the fuck out of me, by the way. Um, you know, my mom was spiritual back in the 60s and studying what we would classify as new age and new thought and really woo woo out of this world shit back in the 70s and introduced me to all of that um, but now it's an end thing to be spiritual when when <laughs> when spirituality is something that is within you It is a journey of self-discovery and it takes place all within you. But, you know, our our egos want to label everything, don't they? They really do. Um, So, the confession of the fat girl is that um, 
I am a recovering food addict. I was hiding. I was hiding my greatness. I was hiding my... The sexual being that I am. I was hiding my sexuality. I was hiding... Um, who I was based upon... Um, a society which does not understand me because I've always felt different. I am different. I was born to be different. Like, I am knowing that I am part of the one. I'm the one with you, whoever is listening to this. But a unique expression of the one. And the way I was raised, I I was really like set up to to be the fat girl. And what I mean by that is, um, my identity was so wrapped around what I look like and that I was a female and, and I've written about this too. Uh, that men, including my father, including the molester that was our neighbor, including boys, all made me into this sexual being that I didn't want to be. And based my value because I had a shitty relationship with my dad. Alright, let's start with that. I'm assuming, like a lot of people know me and have followed me on social media, but if you don't, I um, was beat up on a regular basis by my father. And then I was um, raped by an uncle and then I was molested by a neighbor and then when that happens... Oh, and then it was beautiful, which was actually like people think is a fantastic thing. And it's not. I was like physically beautiful. I had a beautiful face, a beautiful body. I would always be sweet and try to get along with everybody and take care of everybody because um, I better not have a goddamn opinion (laughs) or talk out loud or I might get beaten up by the father again. So my whole history with men fucked me up. So I immediately equated um, sex as love and doing whatever the man wanted because then I would be lovable and I would be approved of. I would be accepted. However, I got pregnant before marriage I actually got pregnant while he was married to someone else. I also married him while I knew he was an active alcoholic. Uh, because he he said the statement to me that I'll take care of you. I will always take care of you. And I was so having this deep need in me. And I was only 17 when I met him. 
but I have this deep need to know what being taken care of was all about in the first place. And that someone was actually going to do that for me. Like that was a huge selling point. Um, but the whole thing was pretty fucked up. That, that would be the truth. And then I wanted to be anyways. And then I got pregnant while I was, while he was still married, we got married right away. As soon as the divorce was final, whatnot, he went into alcohol, re, uh, live in alcohol program because it was so bad. And he had been in jail. I remember going to visit him while he was serving his sentence while I was pregnant, while he was still married to someone else. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, but I love him. He loves me. Um, and I, and so, you know, I'm confused. I'm confessing this because I want you to know we all fuck up. We all make mistakes. And was it even a mistake? No, because I have the most amazing child out of this. And and I really thought I loved this person. Um, but my consciousness level was not very high at the time either. My vibration was not very high. I was drinking. I was snorting coke. I was... I was having a lot of sex, um, and no self-worth men had the, the father figure had started the whole process, making me think I was worthless and a piece of shit and better not have an opinion. And then you start getting into relationships with people like that. So like the first person, man, man, boy, I ever had sex with, um, actually had gotten this other girl pregnant and he was fucking around with her still um, and fucking around with another girl at the same time and I thought I was his one true love kind of thing because I was seeking love and connection so desperately so here's just some groundwork for you in the first 20 minutes and and part of why I ended up being the fat girl is that all of these things that happen, everything I just told you there happened before I was 17 years old, from 17, birth to 17. It fucks you up. But you don't even know you are fucked up because your consciousness level is not at a place where you even realize anything is wrong with you. It is your norm. <sighs> So I had the baby when she was three, most beautiful baby. Good. Such a good, oh, just love my baby. My, my baby's getting ready to have a baby now. I'm so blessed. I, I'm really looking forward to the experience of being a grandma. And, and literally she has been the biggest blessing in my life. So thank you, God. <laughs> um, and she was three weeks old and my husband got on an aircraft carrier and went to the other side of the world and was gone for six months. So I am now 18 years old and have a three week old baby and I'm all alone. <laughs> and wanting, you know, and I am, was always a, uh, liked sex a lot, shall we say a lot. I mean, who doesn't like sex is good. 
when sex is good, it's good. And um, I'm a very sexual being. That part of me was always turned on high, shall we say. And I wanted to be a good wife to my husband. So within the first five, uh, five years of our marriage, um, I had a really hard time being faithful. Like I did it, but it was really difficult for me. I, and in that time, and I'm talking sexually faithful. So what I ended up doing was I started having emotional relationships with other men because my husband was not there. And during the same time, I started gaining weight to, and it was a sub, I say it was subconscious, but there was a little bit of consciousness too. Cause I remember having the thought pattern. If I gain weight, then men will stay away from me. Cause I didn't understand about energy at that time. And what the truth is it's energy, which attracts people to you. But I didn't know that. So I started gaining weight and gaining weight and hiding, hiding my, my sexual self hiding because I always had men coming at me like because of my energy. Uh, and I'm not even sure why I'm guided to share all this with you, except that uh, many of us hide ourselves. We hide it behind whatever it might be because we don't know how to deal with it. And I didn't know how to deal with the fact that I was constantly turned on and constantly wanting to have sex with people, constantly attracted, constantly like falling in love with people or whatever. And so for me, stuffing myself, stuffing my feelings, stuffing all my true thoughts, because, because I had been, um, taught by my father. I wasn't supposed to have opinion, definitely not supposed to talk and definitely not ever supposed to say anything which someone might not like. So you stuff and you stuff and you hide and you hide and you hide. Um, you know, a lot of people hide it behind alcohol. A lot of people hide it behind pot. A lot of people hide it behind, um, God, there's all sorts of that gambling, the addiction, it's the addiction. So, um, at this place in time, if any of this has resonated with you at all, good. Thank you for listening. Um, I've had a lot of prejudice I've had to deal with by, um, being the fat girl and what happens with, which I'm appreciative of because that gives me, because, because I'm white, you know, I didn't, I I chose that experience this time. I'm not even, I've actually been resentful about that because I don't particularly, um, it's like my soul is colorless and my soul 
when it looks in the mirror and I'm a white woman, it doesn't resonate with me all the time because a lot of times I see myself as um, colored, which I know is going to sound really weird, but like we're talking from a higher level spiritual perspective here. Like my soul has been a lot, uh, has been a man in past lives, has been Tunisian, has been Hawaiian, has been Italian, has been, I've done past life work. So um, I've seen myself as a black woman that was lynched to death. Um, and I have really clear memories of the past lives and I had to do integration work, which, uh, is really helpful. So, um, where does that lead us today? That leads us to this is Arabella today and um, race the race the race wars the the anger concerning other races is really deeply embedded in me to help with because I am in a white woman's body in this lifetime And I'm not quite sure how that is all going to pan out or exactly where the universe is going to place me. But I know that it lays heavy on my heart. We do not just love each other, whatever we look like, however we show up. And a lot of that consciousness has come about because of the fat, because of the prejudice I have experienced, because of the things I have had to overcome because I don't look like everybody else. And and if you identify as fat, I would like to say, since we're confessing a whole lot of shit right here, might as well, you know, keep going. Um, you have to get to a place of of realization of consciousness level that you don't have to keep identifying as the fat girl. Cause I, I discovered that, um, you get into a place of comfort with whatever you're labeling yourself. And it actually kind of tends to keep you in the victim role and it tends to, so, so I have a friend, I have lots of friends that are black. My, my, my sisters and my brothers and um, you know uh, one of them just recently told me that they realized they're still carrying all the ancestral slavery on them so they have this great resistance to having to work at the age that they are because I'll just say that they could technically retire but they keep working and they have this slave mentality this slave energy on them and they were conscious enough to realize that they are continuing that energy and they're going to break it and they're working on it and it's fantastic Um, a lot of times we're so used to chaos like my house was really chaotic growing up we uh, not me they all screamed at each other all the time my parents 
That's how they communicated. They screamed at each other and there was this energy of chaos, chaos, chaos. So that became what my norm was. That was my comfort zone. Being a fat girl then became my comfort zone. For my friend, being in the energy of slavery became her comfort zone. And we as higher level spiritual beings that are having a human experience can break all of these barriers. So that's what I'm going to leave you with for my first episode. And I suspect a whole lot of other fucking confessions will be coming out in future episodes. Um, This is all being divinely guided and laid out for me and you get to join me on my journey and I appreciate you being here and anything that I can share from my journey that helps you is the intention of me taking the time to ever publish anything and um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of like I said I'm just like deliciously crashed on my bed right now I'm, I'm just stretched out I've got some meetings later today but um, um, I would like you to leave you with this as I record this my eyes are closed and maybe you want to close your eyes too And I am just envisioning that we are all holding each other's hands. And I'm seeing black and white and yellow and milk chocolate and dark chocolate and white. It's not even white different shade. I mean, we're uh, <laughs> no one is the same color. I'm just seeing every shade of the rainbow of skin, okay? And we're all holding each other's hands and we're in this circle. And we're circling around the entire earth holding each other's hands cuz we are all in this together. So if you are having a problem with someone, go to your heart space. Focus on your heart space for a few minutes and then Focus on sending them love and then focus on the knowingness that that is your brother and that is your sister. There's no difference. We're all in this together. We're all walking each other home, shall we say. All right. Be your own kind of beautiful today. I love you. Thank you for listening. I can also be found on YouTube at www.thisisarabella.tv I'm also on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I'm sure you'll find me. And until next time, this is Arabella. All is well. This is Arabella is a black-white production, copyright 2020, starring Reverend Arabella Marie. We thank you for supporting this podcast by subscribing, sharing, and or becoming a monthly donor. Until we meet again.